It's incredible, the tradition. We're honored to be here and humbled to be here at the New York Stock Exchange. We're really, really happy that all of you are here to join us in this great day. Thank you to everybody. Uh, this has been an amazing day. can never take these things for granted. Going through this experience with my partners and my families has been unbelievable. We want to help people, we want to give people access, and we want to give back to the community, which is something that is uh, very important for me and my family. Let's try to change the world. Giannis there with the CEO of yeah, of Calamos Investments, John Kudunas, will be joining us in a few weeks. But right now, we are here with Matt Freund, the co-CIO of Calamos Investments. And, you know, here's it's interesting because, Matt, first of all, thank you for being back with us. You've come on before. and oh, it's my pleasure. And so good at explaining uh, so many high-level things that I just I just love, love talking with you about these things. I mentioned the recession at the top of the show. Where is this recession we've heard so much about? I feel like we've been told it's coming for so long, and most of us are certainly feeling inflation. We're feeling prices go up, but we may not be feeling yet this recession that has been predicted. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's incredibly unusual to have such a widely anticipated recession. Uh, Even the Federal Reserve uh, is modeling in a couple quarters of weakness as we as we go through the year and that almost never happens so the the fed is always very optimistic and then if they're in recession they they guide that we're coming out of it quick not this time though they're they're anticipating slowdowns it's all over the papers it's all over wall street and i think what's going on is uh, some of the COVID echoes that we've talked about in the past. So we did so much. We went bananas with monetary stimulus, fiscal stimulus. Um, we made a decision to um, sacrifice economics for public health. And I think that was the right thing to do. So we've had very, very high levels that we are just starting to come down off of. So if you look at the rate of change, things are clearly slowing down. They're clearly getting softer. But if you look at the level that they're coming down from, things are very, very high. So you know, my takeaway is we are softening. We're, we're not in recession yet. Um, actually, the, the, the numbers that came out this morning, mm-hmm. we, we spent um, and were very, consumers were very resilient. They drew down inventories, and that actually is a good setup for the next quarter because we have to rebuild those inventories. So things are slowing down, uh, but I don't think we're going to see a recession in the next quarter or two. It hmm. may be at the end of the year. It may be next year. But again, it's it's uh, we're showing that the economy is very resilient. Yeah, we certainly are. And I, I guess the big question that a lot of people have been asking is this soft landing. Is this going to be something short? Is it going to be severe? You know, a lot of people are thinking, what am I gonna, what are we in for here? What's going to happen around the corner? Yeah. So everybody hopes it is a short and shallow recession. I think you have to pick one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's a chance it could be really short. So if something comes off the tracks, right, goes off plan, there's some very bad negative event. I think the Fed would pivot and cut rates. I think the folks in Washington would get together and get some things passed. And I think we'd come out of it relatively quickly. On the other hand, if things just continue the way they are, where we're softening a little bit, um, but things aren't bad, um, it's just a gradual buildup of pressure, then I could take a while. Then it's it's like running uphill. Um mm-hmm. You know, you're still outside. Uh, you can still, you know, enjoy the run, but it's just going to be a lot of work. So I think you're going to have to pick. Um, and again, I'm hoping 
that it will be the, the, the latter, that it will, you know, pressures will, will build, but we'll come through it fine. Um, not as good as it was with the COVID stimulus, but still very healthy. You mentioned we're going to have to pick, and I know that um, having to pick where to put your money in times like these can be um, concerning, can be a, a, a difficult... It's always a challenge. <laughs> it's always right? a challenge, but in time, when everything's going up, it feels like we all feel very smart about where we put our money. For sure. These are trickier times, and I know you're going to get into some of that, and, and John Will, too, who's joining us from Calamos Investments. More with Matt Freund, the co-CIO at Calamos. Matt, we, we kind of talked a little big picture there. We've got the earnings coming out today this meta wow number up another 14 percent 74 percent all year people are buying into this metaverse thing I, I, I don't quite understand it myself yet but the tech sector in general that was so hot for a little while there how what do you make of it now how yeah it was so so first let me give you the backdrop at, at calamos we think about tech into two buckets that might make it easier to to understand so on the one bucket you'll have what we call fortress growth. So these are large companies, great balance sheets, phenomenal free cash flow, um, you know, billions and billions that they could put to work. So these are generally the larger fortress type companies. um, In the other bucket, there is more what would be the non-profitable tech, the concept tech. These are companies that they're actually pretty large. They just haven't found their way to earning profits and cash flow quarter after quarter. They may have a good quarter or two, um, but a lot of them have a plan to become profitable in two years, three years, some of them by uh, 2030. So those are more in the distance. What we've seen is that the the, the second bucket, the, the, the concept, the non-profitable tech, that did very, very well hmm. prior to last year. Um, so that was some of the hot names that, you know, were up two and three, some of them five times. Um, they're still struggling and they are well off the highs. And some, some of the names, again, not getting too specific, but they're down 60, 70, 80 percent from their highs. What's happened this year is that the first bucket, the fortress growth, the really strong company. So you mentioned Meta, they reported Uh, Microsoft reported, Google reported, and for the most part, the numbers were very, very good, certainly much better than feared, Mm -hmm. where we're seeing growth soften, but they're softening from incredibly high numbers. Um, And we're seeing a focus on costs. So so Meta came out today, and they pulled down the high end of their expense guidance. So uh, uh, Zuckerberg uh, initially said, look, you know, he's going to go into the metaverse regardless of the cost. Uh, And he's pivoted a little bit and said, well, look, costs matter. Uh, So they did a little bit of self-help. They pulled their costs down um, and investors are rewarding them for it. So really strong margins, nice growth profiles, and now a focus on costs and profitability. So we think that's a pretty good setup. Speaking of investors, a lot of people are thinking about where do I put my money in times like this? We mentioned the slowing of the economy and U.S. stocks are not showing a ton of growth right now. What do you like in this environment? What do you look at when you see opportunities right now? So we do think, well, first, uh, quality matters. So, you know, there's a forecast of what I think is going to happen. And then there's the confidence behind it. And there's enough unusual things going on in the economy that you want to make sure your investments are strong and can withstand some bumps in the road because we always have them. You talked about that at the open. I mean, the easy money is never easy. Mm -hmm. So we think quality makes a lot of sense. Uh, I do like the fortress growers, the the um, within the tech space in particular, but it's it's broader than that. 
that. Um, we think that there's a shift from, um, and again, we've talked about this before, but it's continuing from products, from products to services. So we think that's going to continue as well. And so, you know, what does that mean? Those are things like airlines. Those are things, um, again, try to get a flight. and uh, <laughs> Right. You know, try to be on a flight that isn't totally packed, totally right? Totally packed. So again, there's going to be a focus on service, some of the gaming companies, some of the destination, the, hosp- um, the hotel mm-hmm. hospitality companies. We think those are some good places. And then some of the, the basics. So transportation, um, railroads. Right, that's kind of odd to to think about in a growth fund concept. These are great companies; they're oligopolies. They have pricing power, and if we're going to become more efficient in how we get products from A to Z, um, it's going to be by rail. So we we like all of those areas. Okay, you know, I was just on a flight uh, a couple of days ago where the flight attendant walked up to the aisle and said, "Who would like to give up their seat for fifteen hundred dollars domestic flight?" And everyone's hand went up there. <laughs> She's like, okay, I'm going to close my eyes and pick you. I've never seen that before. No, I haven't either. Bucks. Yeah. So this is, uh, it shows you how valuable these seats are. Um, Matt, you know, I, the other thing I want to ask you about, you wrote this great article on Calamos.com, and it, and it really meant a lot to me because I, I think we're all trying to get a pulse on what's happening. And it said the panic seems to be running out of steam. There was some of that, not knowing this feeling that you know, things were going to change dramatically very quickly. The bottom was going to fall out. Something horrible was going to happen really quickly. Explain what, why you wrote that article. Yeah. So in March, we had what I think is the first electronic bank run in our country's history. Uh, so Silicon Valley Bank um, was a buying institution, was raising capital, um, and, it, and instead of raising capital, they ended up going into receivership three days later. So it was very, very quick. Mm-hmm. And when you jump to zero like that, it caused everyone to look around and say, wait a minute, am I at risk here too? Right. Um, and again, uh, SVB, it was investment grade by the rating agencies. It was not, was not on any regulatory watches. It had a large market cap. And they thought they could uh, and use the capital markets to, to fill some uh, funding gaps. So that caused a panic and it actually spread overseas. We saw Credit Suisse um, get taken over too. But the Fed stepped in and provided some liquidity facilities that really put that liquidity risk behind us. So here's what happened. Um, you know, my kids, I've got three boys, they generally only go to the bank with their grandmother. Um, so they they are very quick to move deposits around, whether it's to move it into their brokerage account, whether it's to, um, you know, buy a treasury or a CD, whatever. Uh, in the old days, um, they used to have to give you a toaster or an appliance to open a bank account. <laughs> the reason they did is because once you were there, you never left. Mm-hmm. So things have really changed demographically. Deposit speeds have picked up. And in that environment, banks have found now that they can't take depositors for granted. They have to pay more and be more competitive, and that hurts margin. So I think banks are learning. We had First Republics in the press. I think they're still going through some trials. But um, for the most part, I think this is going to go down in history as the first electronic bank run. And the Fed did the right thing, and we're past it. Past it. That's good to hear, Matt. Just a couple seconds left, but what do you tell your kids about investing? You must be pretty tough on them. Uh, well, I don't know that they listen all that well. <laughs> no, you know, I, so I try to ground them in the same principles that we've talked about. So all or none thinking is a mistake. Make sure you understand your time horizon. Make sure you're doing the first things first. 
you have a well-diversified portfolio, you have an emergency fund. Um, but mm-hmm. my oldest is getting married. Um, I've oh, got uh, my youngest is graduating and want, is moving to New York. So I, they're not really thinking investments. No, they have not. other things uh, on their mind. Life, life happens. Thank you, Matt, for all of the insights this time. It's good to see you in studio again. Appreciate oh, it's my it. pleasure. Thank you.